0: Lord, we worship you today, God. We glorify your holy name, Father, because you are good to us, oh God. Watch what he's done for you in this season, in this time. Praise him because he has you in his hand. Praise him because he has good plans for you. We worship you and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello and welcome to Sunday, Faith and Victory. Welcome to everybody watching online. All right. Lord, we submit ourselves before you again, God. We submit ourselves before you because, Lord, we are not able in our own way, God. We are not capable of walking of glory, God. And if this season has taught us anything, God is the things that we put as our our protections, the things that we put in us and around us, O oh, King of glory, those things, Father, they, are, they shatter because, Lord, they are just temporary, Lord. But you, King of glory, God, you continue, Father, to be faithful. You continue to work in our hearts, O oh, God. You continue to draw us near to you, God. You continue to provide, O oh, God. You continue to do amazingly abundantly more than we can ever think or imagine, O oh, King of glory, God. And so, God, we continue to worship you, Lord. And as we go through the message today, O King of Glory, I pray, God, that you may speak to our hearts, O Lord. That, Jehovah God, we may hear you, Lord. We may hear you, O King of Glory, God. That, Jehovah God, you may tell us those things you know, that needs to change in our hearts, O God, and those things that we need to continue doing, O Lord. I pray that you may move me out of the way completely, O King of Glory. I have nothing to offer, O God but just a mic, O oh God, that, that brings the voice to the, your people, God, so you can reach their heart, talking of glory, God. Father, I pray for every person that hears this word today, Lord, that, Jehovah God, there will be a soil, a fertile soil, God, that when the seed comes down, O oh God, that it will, it will grab hold, O oh Lord, and Jehovah God, that the enemy does not get to steal it, in the name of Jesus, Father. I thank you for this season, God. I thank you for your church, Father. I thank you for the protection of your church, O King of glory, God. I thank you, Father, because you are faithful, God. And if you've shown us anything, Lord, it's the God that your church will endure, O God. We praise you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so um, Second Samuel 20, uh, let's go. And there happened to be a rebel whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, a Benjamite. And, um, and he blew a trumpet and said, we have no share in David, nor do we have inherit, inheritance the son of Jesse. Every man to his tent, O Israel. So every man of Israel deserted David and followed Sheba, the son of Bichri. But the men of Judah from the jo- uh, Jordan, as far as Jerusalem, remained loyal to their king. Now David came to the house of, came to the house of came, David came to his, to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took ten women, his concubines, who had been who had left and kept the house, and put them in seclusion and supported them, but did not go into them. So they shut up all the days of their dead, of, of their death, living in widowhood. And the king said to Amasa, Am- Am- Amasa, assemble the men of Judah for me within the next three days, and, pre- and present them here, present here yourself. So Amasha went to assemble the, the, uh, the men of Judah, but he delayed longer than set time with David had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, Abishai Now Sheba the son of Abishai will do us more harm than Absalom. Take, take the Lord's servant and pursue him, lest he finds for himself fortified cities and escapes us. So Joab, men from the Sherathites, and Prathites, that name, and all the mighty men went out after him. And they went out to Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. But, but when they were at the large stone, which is Gibeon, Amasha came before them. Now Joab was dressed in battle armor on the and On it was a belt, which a sword fastened in the shell at the hips, and he was going forward, it fell out. Then Joab said to Amasa, Are you in health, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard, with a great hand to kiss him. But Amasa did not notice the sword that was in Joab's head, and he stuck him within his stomach, and the intels poured on the ground, and he did not strike him again. Thus he died. Then Joab and Abishai, his brother, pursued Sheba. Meanwhile, one of the uh, Joab's men stood near Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, follow Joab. But Amasa wallowed in his blood in the middle of the highway. And, he, and when the man saw that all the people stood still, and he moved Amasa from the highway to the field and drew a garment over him. When he saw that, everybody who came upon him halted. When he had when he was removed from the highway, all the people went on to Joab and pursued Sheba and he went all the and he went through all the tribes of Israel to Abel and Beth and all the Barites so they were gathered together and also went went after Sheba. Then they came and besieged his then they came and besieged him in Abel and uh, Beth, and they cast up the siege mount against the city, and it stood and stood by the rampant. And all the people who were in were Joab battled the wall to draw it down. The, then a wise woman cried out to the, uh, from the city, "Hear, hear, priest said to Joab! Come hereby, come nearby, may I speak with you?" When he had come near her, the woman said, "Are you Joab?" He answered, "I am." Then she said to him. Hear the word of your mid servant, and he answered, I'm listening. So she spoke, saying, They used to talk in former times, saying, They shall surely seek guidance at Abel, and they and so they would add dispute. I'm among the peaceable and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city of and a mother of Israel. Why would you swallow up at, at the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered to him, Far be it from me. That I should swallow up and uh, up or destroy. This is not so. But the man from the mountain of Ephraim, Sheba the, uh, the son of Bich- Bichri, by name, has re- raised his hand against the king De- against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. So the woman said to Joab, "Watch, his head will be thrown to you over the wall." Nice. Then the woman, in the, in her wisdom, went to all the people. And they cut off the head of Sheba and, of Sheba and drew it out to, to Joab. Then he blew the trumpet, and they withdrew from the city, every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem, and Joab was over all the army of Israel, Ben nai the son of Da, was over the chariots and paraestines. Ad- Adram was in charge of the revenue Johat's son of Ali was recorder, Shiva was Scriber, Zohar, and that other guy were in the priest, and Iran and just chief ministers under David. And in closing, <laughs> man, that's the longest Bible verse I've read out loud. Um... You know, for a minute there, I thought about like just playing on audio and just putting over here, because I know that would be better, but I know you guys were listening online and, uh, and following on your Bibles, you right? So, so what's really happening here? Let's unpack this verse. Let's unpack this, this chapter. So David is returning from a long fought battle with his, with his own son Absalom, who was killed in the battle. So this is when he's coming back to the city that he had departed and ran ran off from. He had been run off by his son. And then a troublemaker named Sheba from the tribe of Benjamin incites people to leave David. He blew the horn and said, every man to his tent. And that's the title of my message. He says, every man to his tent, let's do what we want. Forget David, forget what he's doing. Let's just go do our own thing. David asked, so the Israel Israel depart with, with Sheba, but the men of Judah decide to stay with David. David asked Amasha, who was an old general of Absalom, to gather an army in three days, but he takes his time. He doesn't do it. So David taps somebody else. He says, Abishai and Joab, go and hunt this guy Sheba and bring him to, bring him, uh, go hunt this guy uh, before he runs into a fortified city. Because as soon as he runs to a fortified city, then it's going to be hard for us to be able to, to get him. So, uh Abishai, uh, no, Sheba runs to the fortified city and he hides in there. And though Abishai, Joab, and his army arrive at this city and they're like, hey, you're hiding in there, we're going to break through, we're going to destroy everybody and we'll get the, we're going to get our guy. But in the process of doing that, as they started trying to bring siege on the city, a wise woman has to speak to Joab and offer to redeem the city by hiding over Sheba. And so they cut off Sheba's head and throw it over the wall. Talk about the Bible being super exciting, right? Joab blows a horn and calls to the tribe, and they all go back, every man to his tent. This morning, I want to talk to you about the call from and to your tent. And I know some of you are probably thinking that I do not have a tent, but you do have a home. You have your dwelling. You have a place that you call home. Before this morning, I'm sure that you guys don't think much about the call that you hear from your home. But the truth is, every morning before you rise up, there's a call to your tent. There's a call that comes to your tent, whether you're going to continue doing what you're doing, whether you're going to change what you're going to do, or whether you, at the end of the day, there's something new that's going to be happening in your life. It's a call to leave your tent Either to be part of something, either to bring something that's going to bring unity. It's a call to your tent, whether it's something that's going to bring division or death. And we've seen that in, the, in this Bible verse. We cannot ignore this call because it's loud and we need to respond. And even if you don't respond, you still need respond. There is no way you're going to say, I'm going to stay the same way. I'm not going to affect anything because regardless of what happened, there is a call to do something either positive or negative, and you have to do it. See, at the end of the day, we return to our tents and the question arises. Were your actions life-giving? Did you build your family? Did you build your church? Did you build your community? Or did you give them an opportunity to get more division to, to be in a place like Sheba did, where he drove a, a whole tribe to, to, against uh, the men of God? See, our actions have lasting implication to the things that we do and the things that we answer to. Our actions have a lasting implication to the things that we do and the things that we answer to. It could be a call from a friend every morning to, I'm going to pray because the church is under attack. I'm going to pray because I know that the devil is trying to get to, to, to the people and weaken them and not allow them to worship and to do the things that they do. It could be a call to come and be like, you know what, well, I know that our pastors have to make very big decisions. And so I call my brothers and sisters so we can pray for them and so they can be strengthened and continue to do what God has called them. Or you can be on the other side where the decisions that be made are not good. So come over, brothers and sisters. Let's come again Is the church. Let's come again Is the pastors. Let's come again Is the community. Let's come again Is these people. They are weak right now. So guess what? This is the best point right now that we can fight them. There is a call to your tent every single day. The question is, are you going to answer it? See, here we, two, we, we see two calls right now. We call. We see a call from the tent from Sheba saying, "Desert David. We have no. We have nothing to do with him. Yes, he's led us this far. He's been a man of God. But right now, we don't want nothing to do with him because we want to do our own way." Then you also have a call from Joab who goes and does what he's been called to do, and then he has victory, and now he tells his men, we have won, let's go back home. So then that way we can go ahead and support David and what God has put in his heart. See, this morning I'm challenging you to think about the calls that you hear and how you respond to them and the implications that they have on your life and those around you. We are looking. We're going to be looking at three characters here and see how they responded. And don't make me a mistake. All of them heard a call, but they chose when they woke up and they walked out of their tent. They had already chosen what they're going to do. And then whatever they did, it shapes the rest of their day, and impacts everybody that's around them. So let's look at Sheba. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 21-2, it says, And there happened to be a rebel whose name was Sheba, a Bejamite. And he blew the trumpet and said, We have no share in David, nor do we have an inheritance in the name of Jesse. Every man to his tent, O Israel. So every man deserted David and followed Sheba. But the uh, the men of Judah from the Jordan as far as Jerusalem remained royal to their king. I was thinking about the Sheba guy. The Bible introduced him as a rebel. That is not what I want my introduction to look like when my name is in the Bible. That's, when I looked at a different version of the Bible, it says, There happened to be a worthless man. There happened to be a base, a, contempt, a, a, a contemptible, a wicked man, a troubled man. And when you think about it, it's really, really sad because he was, the Bible actually doesn't leave, doesn't leave room for you to guess. He says he was a man from the Benjamite tribe. And when you look at Deuteronomy thirty three twelve, it says that when, when, God, when God is talking about the Benjamin, he says they are beloved to the Lord. The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety for him who shelter him all the days of all, all days long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. He's saying the Benjamins have an inheritance. They're the beloved of God. Bathsheba has denied that title. He's no longer the beloved. If anything, he's going against the one God calls a man after his own heart. A man from the tribe that is beloved, but unfortunately he hears the call from his tent and he hears the enemy, and then he leads other to desert him. Think about that: a man who's supposed to be beloved, a man who's supposed to be god's God's favorite, if you want to say that, but because he listens to the enemy. He has his heart tied to what the enemy is doing. He is called and he's a call that leads him away. A man who would have lived pleasing God, a warrior of God. But it's crazy because when I look at the Bible, God says all these amazing things about us. Yet we were so we are so quick to listen to people, to listen to things around us, to listen to the enemy, and then we end up being not what God has called us. Are we being Sheba? Is there a point in your life where God is saying, You are my beloved, I died on the cross for you? We just took communion and we talk about how Jesus died on the cross for us. Yet, the way we lead ourselves. The way we lead our families. The things that we support. The things that we talk among ourselves. The division that we cause because we want our own way. Are we really remembering what God has done for us? And if we are, what are we doing about that? It's crazy because God has a plan for us for each and every one of you. He has a desire. When he created us, he created us with with a plan and a purpose. Yet, we are so quick to go against what God wants because we want to follow our own nature. The thing is, we have to be very careful where we pitch our our tent. We have to be very careful where we pitch our tents. Because let me tell you something, if a call goes out to go against what God has said, if you are not in the vicinity of the place where people are not following Christ or doing the things of Christ, if you are not with a, if you are not with a company that's against Christ, then you will not hear that call. But if you pitch your tent in a place where people love Christ and people are praying for their church, people are praying for their pastors, people are encouraging their pastors, people are holding each other accountable and bringing people together in for Christ, then guess what? When the call goes out, you will be waking up in the morning and praying and worshiping God because that's what you hear. We have to be very careful where we pitch our tents. Your location matters because it influences the voices you hear. Just like she, but the season, this season I see so many people take the trumpets and, and blow against other Christians because we don't agree on what COVID is doing or whether we should mask or whether we should social distance or all those things. I see others go, going against the decisions that have been made by the, by pastors and church and all these things even though we know that this far that they've been led by Christ and they serve God and they seek God's heart yet we take our trumpets and blow and say we don't want nothing to do with that we don't want nothing to do with our church we don't want nothing to do with our pastor we don't want nothing to do with our Christian brother yet we forget that we've been forgiven we have been forgiven God has forgiven by giving us his son we take up the trumpet again as a church against our leaders against each other And folks, as we read this Bible verse, we are saying, Oh, unto him a rebel. But guess what? If we look at our motives and if we look at the things that we're doing, if we look at our Facebook feed, if we look at our Twitter, if we look at the things that we are supporting, our conversation, do we see a rebel in there? Do we see a rebel in there? Spoiler alert. You can be a rebel with your head cut off and thrown over the wall. You cannot because we know how this ends. The church will prevail. The word of God will prevail. It doesn't matter what happens. No matter how it looks, even when Jesus was on the tomb, it looked like it was over. But three days later, he rose because it will always be like that. The church will endure. Such a wasted talent for Sheba. God, Where in my heart do I have such a wasted talent, Lord? That I seek my own desires, God. Where have I gone, Father, that I've I've looked at what the loud voice around me and haven't been, been still and quiet to hear what you're speaking to me, Lord? Help me, Lord, that I don't end up being who you have not called me to be. See, we are not immune to this call. The call that we answer. We have to be careful with the places that we choose to rest. The voices that we hear and listen to. The battles we choose to fight. Because they all belong to Christ. See, it's when we let our hearts rule us that we become judges and jury. That we miss the mark and realize that the battle belongs to Christ. That the Bible says that in Jeremiah 17:9 that the heart is deceitful among all things. And desperately wicked, who can know it? You're not capable. I'm not capable. We have to allow Christ to lead us. Every man of Israel desired David and followed Sheba. They had the call and followed the man instead of sticking to the man of God. But praise God, the men of Judah stayed. See, David is coming from a very painful fought battle against his son and his household. He's recovering and saying, I want to lead the people. I still want to do the will of God. I am weak. All these things are against me. And all these things are pushing, pushing against me. But guess what? I want to lead the people of God. But here comes Sheba who wants to kick him when he's still on the ground. Then there comes men of Judah who say, I know that you are God beloved. I will stick with you and this morning I'm asking do you have men and women of God who will stand with our church who will stand with our pastors who will defend the honor of what Christ has been doing in faith and victory do we have people who are going to blow the trumpet and say come on let's pray for our church let's pray that nothing formed against us shall prevail come on let's say that this is yet another weapon formed against us that will not prevail At the end of the day, when the call goes out to your tent, what voice did you hear? Second Samuel 26. And David said to Abishai, "Now Sheba the son of Bishr will do as more harm than Absalom. Take the Lord's servant and pursue him, lest he finds for himself fortified city and escape." The voice says he's gonna cause more harm to them. Are we causing more harm? The things that we're doing, or are we defending the heart and the church and what he's, she's doing? Sheba ended up being beheaded because he chose to open his tent to the enemy. Sheba ended up being beheaded; his head thrown out. And forget, don't even forget about all the people of Israel who had followed a dead man. So the question today is. What are you heeding your voice to? The second person I want to look at today is Amash, Amasa. Second Samuel 24, 6, it says, And the king of say to Amasa, Assemble the men of Judah for, with, for, me, uh, for me within three days, and present her yourself. So Amasa, Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he delayed longer than the set time which David had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, now Sheba will do us more harm than Absalom, take the Lord's servant and pursue him, lest he find himself in a fortified city and escape us. See, Amatha was an old general of Absalom. But David, that's an honorable thing. He says, I know you are against me. I know that you are, you are, you are pursuing me. But you know what? I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to reconcile, I'm going to show you a heart of Christ. And so he wants to restore him to become the commander, but he has a different heart. You know, I was thinking about this verse here about David and and this instance right here, and I I thought really about our Pastor Matt. Over and over I've seen Pastor Matt restore people even after they have dragged him over and over in muddy areas. Sometimes I am like, dude, let's cut off the head, grab it and throw it over, right? But he's like, no, 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 no. I have been forgiven much. Let me continue to do that. And we see this Amasa guy, he has a chance to, be, to redeem himself. But he's not, his heart is not with David. Man, I had hope for this guy. I was like, man, much is forgiven, much is required, man. But he's like, no, man. He he goes in and he has three days to go bring bring in an army, but he takes forever. See, he still has allegiance to the old ways. He still listens to the echo from the enemy. Every morning he wakes up, he's still saying, I am, I'm going to show up and show people that I'm with David. But really, I am not with David. I still have my allegiance to the things that are not of, of David. See, some of us the apart. We stand up and we even have responsibilities. Yet, when the real thing comes out, we are found lacking because we have not given up the old things. Today, what is that old thing that you're holding on to? That even when you're given an opportunity where you should have been, like David should have murdered this guy, but he says, I am going to give you an opportunity. What are things in your life today that God has already forgiven you, but yet you, sh- you are deserving death, but yet you're still holding on to these old ways. <laughs> Jeremiah 17:10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his way, according to his truth. Soon, the real thing God is going to show, God is going to show your heart. And soon the real you will come out unless you repent and your business is going to be out in the field for all to see, those who pass by. And we see that in 2 Samuel 10, 12, Amasa is killed and he is just left out there and people can really see as they pass the kind of man that he is. See the master did not notice the sword from Joab's head and he was stuck him in the stomach and the entrails poured out on the ground and he did not strike him again. Thus he died. Then Joab and Abishai, his brother pursued Sheba. Meanwhile one of the Joab men stood and master said, Whoever favors David whoever, whoever, whoever favors Joab then David, David follow Joab. But Amasa wallowed in blood in the middle of the highway. And when the men saw all the people stood still, he moved a master from the highway in the field and threw him the gun over when he saw that everyone who came upon him halted. And I was reading this verse and I'm like, why does the Bible has to go to that extent and show you that this person who was pretending that they are with David, this person who was saying, I am together, we are good, but their motive was not right is out left in the streets where he is killed and exposed because God is saying this is what I give you chance over and over over." and he went through all the tribe of Israel and Abel and Beth and Beth and all the Barites so they were gathered together and also went to Sheba then came to be then they came to beseech him in Ebo Beth, and they cast up a surge mound and again the a city. And it stood by the rampant, and all the people who were with Joab barred the wall to throw it down. Then a wise woman cried out from the city, Hear, hear, please, please, uh, please say to Joab, come hereby, and I will speak with you. When he had come near her, the woman said, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. She said to him, Hear the words of your maid servant. And he answered, I am listening. So they, she spoke saying, they, they used to talk or in former times saying, They shall surely seek guidance at Abel. And so they would add up at the dispute. I am among the peaceful and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy cities and a mother of Israel. Why should you... Swallow up the inheritance of the Lord. And Joab answered and said, Far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. This is then it is so. But the man from the mountain of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of this, uh, uh, Sheba, uh, has arrived. His has has raised his hand against king, against David. Deliver him only, and now depart from the city. So the woman said to Joab, Watch, watch his head will be thrown over to you. The woman. The woman, in her wisdom, went to all the people, and they cut off the head of Sheba, and threw it out to Joab. Then they blew the trumpet, and they withdrew from the city every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem. So we see a wise woman here. A wise woman who, it was easy to say, every man to his tent. She could have just said, you know what, I'm going to stay in my tent. I'm not going to do anything. The, furthermore, the men are the ones who are going to be battling this. But she goes and says, "I am willing to stand up against the sin. I am willing to stand up so that I can save a city, a city that God has cre- has, has built." How many of us are will, willing to give up sin, to give up relationship, to preserve our church and our community and our families? How many of us are willing to give up sin, to move out of the normal and push beyond and say, I am willing to do something outside the normal so I can save the church, so I can save God anointed, so I can save what God has created. Who among you is willing and say, please, Lord, do not destroy my church, do not destroy my char- my city, do not destroy my home. I will not support that which defiles our city, our church, our home, and our country. See, I know it's interesting because we can, we can say that I, I am the wise woman. I want to be the wise woman. But I love what the Bible does because the Bible doesn't even give a name to that woman. It says, a wise woman because it's irrelevant. The point is, the woman did not care for her identity to be known. She didn't try to point people to her. She pointed people. She, she went and did the right thing. Excuse me. So my question to you, for you today is, as you go out there and you pull people toward Christ, who are they remembering? Are they remembering Christ or are they remembering you as a person. Because wanna say, hey, look at me, man. Let me tell you how I saved the city. Let me tell you what I did. Well, there was this guy, he was going to come, he came and uh, we were going to, they were going to destroy, but I was super wise and all the other men were getting ready for battle. But I decided to go out there and talk to the head guy and he listened to me because I'm special. And then he listened to me and then when he listened to me, I was like, you know what, wait a minute, dude, just give me five minutes. I'm going to go get a head for this guy. And then I saved the whole city. Hello, check me out. That's who I am. But seriously, when you think about it, that's the gospel. That's what we do. We go out there and we do things which Christ has enabled us because this woman's uh, wisdom and strength was given by Christ. Yet, we don't give Christ the credit. We say, look at me. Look at what I've done. Look at the wisdom that I have you know it's easy even for us preachers to to stay here and look at this message and it's like yeah man look at the message that I preach where we have zero knowledge of how to interpret the Bible or do anything if it's not from Christ we have to allow Christ to be the one that gets credit a wise woman are you a wise woman today or a man Mm -hmm. right I love watching people In traffic at the end of the day when i'm driving i i love watching people i I just if i'm stuck in traffic i watch people and who watches people too maybe me okay just not creepy just you know love to see human beings um and um the interesting thing is i always wonder like where are they coming from what are they doing how was their day like where are they heading home sometimes i honestly i think like are they going to a peaceful home or like, was that like the most peaceful part of their job and now they are going to a home where there's chaos? Or did they really have a bad day at work and, and now they're going home to, to a place where it's peaceful and there's love and all this, right? And then my other question that I've been asking myself of late is, did they, what did they do today? The things they did today, was that? Did they put their family in a place of physical, physical spiritual safety or did they cause harm to them? And that's the thing, like when you wake up in the morning, when you, when you have this call from your tent to leave your tent and go, at the end of the day, when you come back, it's a question of, did I add to my family or did I remove to my family? And if you want to go further, the actions that I did or the things that I did, did I, did I add to the church? Did I support the church? Did I grow the church? Did I edify the church or did I divide it? Or did I, did I do something that brought people away from, from the church? Watch people too, honestly. Watch them and you can kind of tell sometimes when you, you can see a joy in their face or you can see pain and, and you know, I try to pray for them and, 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 and I pray that, that God may, 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 may be in their heart. See, this evening when you go back to your home or your tent, if you want to call it, you'll be asked to give an account of everything you've done. You'll be asked to give an account of what you've influenced. Did you cause division like Sheba? Did you just play the part so people can see you, just like Amasa? Or did you save God's people and 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 and, and avoid destruction, just like the wise woman? See, I want to remind you that there's one who hears the chatter in your in your tent every single day. There's one that sees it. And a time will come when everything that you speak, everything that you open your heart to, everything that you desire is gonna be weighed and put among a fire. First Corinthians 3.10.14 14 says, according to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master building, I've laid a foundation and another build on it. But let, let each of you take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid which is christ jesus now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold silver precious stone wood, haste show each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each man's work of what sort of it and anyone who works whose work which have been built on it endures he will receive a reward that is my prayer that at the end of the day, that me and my tent, me and my household, when God brings my thoughts, when God brings my idea, when God thinks to the thing, when God shows the things that I've heard, the things that I've been doing out there, the the the, the labor that I've been laboring for him, all those things when they are brought before him, that when they are put to fire, there is something that stands. Because we can see the call is gonna go out. The question is, what are you going to heed to? Second Samuel 21 says, And there happened to be a rebel whose name was Sheba, the son of Benjamin. And he blew the trumpet and said, We have no share in David, nor do we have an inheritance, the son of Jesse. Every man to his tent. That was a choice. That was a choice. Second Samuel 20:22. 20, then he blew the trumpet. And they withdrew from the city, every man to his tent. That was after victory, because they did what they were asked to do. Let's close our eyes. There's so much noise around us, more than we will ever been, especially in this quarantine and all these things that are going on. And don't be mistaken that the enemy hasn't stopped. Just because life seemed like it has stopped, doesn't mean that, that the enemy has stopped. If anything, he's amplified the loud voices. There is a call for your heart every single day. There is a call for your mind. There is a call for the things that you're going to be involved every single day. And the question is, what are you going to answer? Because it doesn't matter because the call is loud and it's next to your tent. And so this afternoon, I'm asking you, where have you pitched your tent? Where have you pitched your tent? Because if your tent is not pitched with Christ, I'm sorry, but you're going to end up hanging out with Sheba. You're going to end up hanging out with Amasa. And we've seen what happens. But if your tent is with Christ, you will end up Being with a wise woman, you will end up being in a place where Christ is glorified and you will be saved. Father, in the name of Jesus, I worship you for your people this this afternoon, Lord. I pray, God, Father, that you may talk to them, O God, and reveal where they have pitched their tents, O God. Myself included, O King of Glory, and my family, Lord. I pray, King of Glory, God, that you may show them, Father, where they have pitched their tents, O King of Glory, God. So they can turn and either continue to listen to the voices if they are pitched their tent in the right place, or they can take to, they can uh, uh, take their stuff today and leave and go to the right place, Lord. If you're out there and you haven't given your life to Christ, Jesus died on the cross for you. And unless you give your life to Christ, you will always wake up and think that you are t- you are pitching in the right place, but you really are not. It's only with Christ that you are pitched in the right place. So if that's you and you haven't given your life to Christ and you want to do that today, I would love, to, would love to pray with you and say, Lord Jesus, I submit my life to you today. I submit my life to you today because I realize, God, that I'm pitched. I pitch my tent in the wrong place, oh God. But I thank you because you are allowing me, Father, to be in a place, Father, Where, Lord, I can hear you to guide me and to show me and to lead me in all the ways that I should go, Lord. Save me, oh God, and forgive me my sin in Jesus' name. So if that's you and you pray that prayer, go ahead and send us a message. We'll reach out to you and encourage you as we continue to seek God. And for the rest of us, if this message spoke to you, I pray, God, that you may speak to all your people, God. That, Jehovah God, you may solidify that seed, O God, that's planted today, Lord. That it may grow and not wither in the name of Jesus. God, we worship you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for watching us online. We appreciate you and love you. Praying for you, praying for the church, praying for our pastors. And I pray that you have a good weekend. And then uh, Wednesday, church online. Have a good Sunday. Amen. Praise God.